Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction. And today we're going to look ahead to uh, the first Sunday of Lent, the Gospel of Mark, where we hear Jesus tell his disciples and us that the kingdom of God is at hand. This is after his 40 days in the desert where he meets the devil face to face. And the Lord is teaching us a lot about our own temptations and how they can very directly help us grow in things like humility. Well, we're going to talk about our own temptations today and how we can grow in virtue uh, during our respective journeys uh, through Lent. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, back with us once again, Father Richard Simon, also known as the Reverend Know-It-All. Father Rich is a priest in the Archdiocese of Chicago, pastor of St. Lambert's Catholic Church in Skokie, also the host of Father Simon's which you can hear in about uh, on Relevant Radio in about two hours, 1 p.m. Central, right here on Relevant Radio. Father Richard Simon, a pleasure to have you back on the program. Oh, it's always a joy to be with you, Chuck. So how you doing? Doing all right. Doing good, all good, right. good, good, good. Trying to Wait. survive the frigid weather here in St. Louis. It's not as bad as some other places. And, oh, uh, Chicago's been exciting. Yeah, oh, yes. and, uh, yeah we have a son. He, he and his family live in Austin. So praying for them and everybody oh, yeah. in Texas going through what they're yeah, going through. Really they, yeah, that's really something. Yeah, it's amazing. They really put their, their apples in one cart, as it were. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, the... Uh, the wind turbines, which froze up. Oh, dear. (laughs) Just uh, amazing, amazing, just uh, what's going on in the world today. Well, we're going to talk about our temptations today, as we do every day. We'll open up our phone lines, and it's a Friday broadcast, so we're looking ahead to our Sunday gospel, as we like to do on the program. This is the first Sunday of Lent, and uh, as we do every day, we're going to open up our phone lines, uh, and again, hope you will... Uh, a few of you will say yes to our invitation to be part of the program and spend some time with Father Richard Simon. And I know you love doing that. I love spending time with him. We don't get to do it too much, but it's a, yeah. good to have him back. So, But, hey, Father Rich, get us started and just give us an overview of uh, this Sunday's Gospel. What's going on? Well, it's a very short Gospel, but it's, it's of course, a very powerful one. The Gospel of Mark is very blunt. It's very direct. Um, it's thought to be... Uh, the reminiscences of St. Peter, because St. Mark was kind of administrative assistant to Peter and to Paul at different times. And so these are thought to be the reminiscences. That's what the early church said of of St. Peter. And that's why you see things in Aramaic. And, you know, one gets the impression that St. Peter could be a little blunt. So, you know, in other Gospels, they would say the Spirit led Jesus out into the desert. In Mark, the word they have here drove, the Spirit drove Jesus out of the desert. That's not a bad translation. It's, it's, he threw him out into the desert. It's very forceful. In other words, he compelled him out into the desert. Jesus was 
chased into the desert by the Holy Spirit, which sounds kind of odd because, well, you know, what was the purpose of that? He was he was chased out into the desert for the purpose of being tempted. And, you know, St. James says, you know, God doesn't tempt anyone. No, he's left the devil around to do that for him. But, um, you know, temptation is an interesting thing. That that um, Why is there temptation? Because I really believe God can only work or will only work in our life with confessed sin. And by that, I don't simply mean the, the sacrament of reconciliation, that the confession of sin is me admitting I'm a sinner. You know, AA, the 12 steps, the first thing is to admit I had a problem. That's the first step. And that's the first step in the Christian life, to admit I got a problem, to confess my sins. And we live in a generation that doesn't like confessing their sins. I, I never did anything wrong. That's the way God made me or whatever. I'd, you know, we don't ask God for forgiveness. He should ask us for forgiveness. Um, very strange time in history. But the purpose of temptation is to manifest what's in me so that I can uh, uh, confess it and God can heal it. Now, that isn't the situation with Jesus. He had nothing that needed to be confessed and healed, but he still needed to manifest who he was. And there's, I think a lot of commentators say because the devil wanted to know who he was, and the devil found out in no uncertain terms that things had changed. You know, we don't think of the devil as, as a real person, but we believe that the devil is a person. And, and that, that the devil is capable of, of, of lying to himself. The devil is a liar, the father of lies, the scripture says. And the devil is not, I've heard commentators say and exorcists say, the devil is not convinced that he's lost. But this temptation in the desert, Jesus knew who he was and what was in his heart. The father knew who he was and what was in his heart. But Jesus was letting the devil know he was defeated. And uh, hmm. I think that that's a real important dimension of this this gospel. And I think that in my case, when I'm tempted, it's so I can find out what I need to work on. You know, I think I'm just wonderful, all that in a side of fries. And then along comes a temptation. I realize I'm not the saint I thought I was, and I need to go to confession, and I need to work on this spiritually. But uh, yeah. that wasn't quite the case with Jesus. But it's a fascinating idea, the purpose of temptation. God has left it in the world for a purpose. Father Richard Simon, our spiritual director, let's open up our phone lines talking about this Sunday's Gospel on our Friday broadcast. It's all about temptation, and if you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149, our email address, interlife at relevantradio.com. But as um, we talk about temptation, what's been your experience with temptation? What has that been like for you? And then, when has some temptation in your life helped you grow in your faith, helped you grow in virtue. We'd love to hear the story. If you'd like to spend some time with uh, Father Richard Simon, toll-free number 888-914-9149. So, Father Rich, can we take a moment here and ask you to share this Sunday's Gospel uh, with our with sure. our listeners? The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. Oh, I suppose I should be a little more formal. That is the Gospel. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. <laughs> a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for forty days, tempted by Satan. He was among the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. 
And praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father I think Rich, I launched and, into the sermon before before I read the gospel. I'm all excited about this gospel. I know, I oh, can well. tell. I, I, but as you read it right now, you talk about it being blunt and uh, short and all of that. Yeah. But what jumps out to you the most? Now, you've talked about the Spirit driving Jesus into the mm, desert. Yeah. But but what what speaks to you the most right now? Well, the kingdom of God is at hand. I, I think you know. I I translate those words differently than than most people the kingdom of god we always think of that as heaven when you die or or you know kingdom come but the word kingdom really means uh royal nature god's royal nature uh the word in greek is basilia you know that e-i-a ending in greek well it's like paranoia that's the state of being paranoid basilia it's the state of being a king it's the royal nature of God, and it's at hand. It's and the word in Greek is is is, I believe I should, I should look it up. Is it it's near? The kingdom of God is is right here, and it's not something you got to wait for or go to or it it's right here, and uh, the the real gift is to be able to see it. You know that when we look for royalty, we look for something with red carpets and blaring trumpets and all that sort of thing. Um, but that's not that's not what the kingdom of God is. It's the king, the God's royal nature is. You, you find it in the poor. You find it in 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 your neighbor. You, it's God's royal nature is is you know ultimately uh, personified in Jesus. I mean, think about it. He was a he was a day laborer. This was a huge problem for the early church that Jesus was a day laborer. You know, he was in construction. The word isn't really carpenter it's tecton which means a builder he wasn't i know guys in construction they're kind of well their fingernails are never quite clean and they kind of are well you know just kind of normal well jesus you know they're looking for some great theologian or priest or military leader or they god sent a construction worker this is not what we're expecting so the god's royal nature is standing right in front of you in 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 this 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 construction worker, I love the shroud of Turin. The shoulder of of the man of the shroud. One of the shoulders is so much higher than the other as to be almost deformed. That's because the guy was a laborer, and with his right hand he would have cut the wood and um, picked up the stones. And uh, you know his his day his life of labor had exaggerated the the the, the muscles of one shoulder. And to me, that's just a beautiful thing that God's royal nature isn't something long ago and far away. It's it's right here. Father Richard Simon, our spiritual director, talking about temptation today. And uh, phone lines are open, by the way. Temptation in your life, what's that been like for you? And has it has it helped you? We're going to talk about that, but has it helped you grow in your faith? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, um, so Father Rich, uh, is temptation a sin? We get that no, uh, question no, a lot. No, it's not. It's not a sin. Not not unless you you uh, give into it. Uh, temptation itself is is not a sin. Uh, it's it's a question. <laughs> you going to do this or aren't you? And uh, not a sin in itself. It's when you give into it that it's sinful. 
And there you go. <laughs> we, uh, get, well, we get that asked a lot, and I think it's important that you know we walk into the temptations of our life, and then what do we do with it? And uh, I think that's just a big question for all of us. We are talking today about temptation. What's been your experience of temptation? And uh, looking at the uh, Sunday Gospel from Mark, but what has that been like for you? And when has some t- temptation in your life helped you grow in virtue? Father Richard Simon is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Good to have you with us on The Inner Life. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jake Moore is answering your phone calls today. Father Richard Simon, our spiritual director. Father Rich, uh, also known as the Reverend Know-It-All, a priest in the Archdiocese of Chicago, pastor at St. Lambert's Catholic Church in Skokie, and host of Father Simon Says, which you can hear in about an hour and 40 minutes right here on Relevant Radio, 1 p.m. Central. This is our Friday broadcast. We like to take a look ahead to the Sunday Gospel. It's the Gospel of Mark, first Sunday of Lent, Jesus being tempted in the desert. And the phone lines are open if you'd like to join us, toll-free, 888-914-9149. Don't forget, you can email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But as we talk about temptation, what's been your experience of temptation, and what has that been like for you, and maybe a time in your faith when temptation helped you grow? In virtue. Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Rich, let's head to the phones and let's start with Maria listening in Miami. Hello, Maria. Thank you for waiting and welcome to the program today. Uh, good afternoon. How are you? We're doing um, well. I wish I thank you gloriously for your uh, gift of the Holy Spirit and what you're doing at being the instrument for him. Um, I'm calling because you asked about how temptation has affected my life. I'm, I'm going to be 68 years old, and I went through a time of my life in my marriage, and uh, I wasn't faithful, and um, I went to confession, and I confessed it, but I didn't, I guess I didn't allow myself to receive the forgiveness when it happened and the, the absolution and through the years uh because of that temptation the holy spirit has never stopped talking to me and has helped me to grow in sorrow but not just for that for every single sin that i've committed and i pray every day that i have memory of all of my sins because i wish to confess them and 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 be absolved of those sins Um, my husband's going through bone marrow cancer right now, and uh, this is another journey in our 48-year marriage. I am offering it up, and I'm doing my best. Um, The person that, you know, he 
obviously is going to take it out on is me because I'm the closest to him. And uh, I, instead of thinking and worrying about what his sins are or what he does or doesn't do, the Holy Spirit has truly opened up my heart to understand that I can just go before the mirror and look at myself and I can't go any farther. And that, yes, I am shameful. And it has, it has, it, this is, my whole journey has been such a beautiful journey because God has always carried me, um, even when I couldn't crawl. And uh, I just feel so grateful for my faith, hope, and love that God gave us. And, and I, I, I know that I need to live it every single day of my life and have God always be my number one, always. Well, you know that's a fascinating thing about about um, the the um, there's a phrase in the in the Bible. I think it's Micah seven nineteen. Uh, the sea of God's forgetfulness. You know, in Psalm fifty one, we read, "My sin is always before me," but then we read in Isaiah, for instance, uh, um, in Isaiah. Uh, um, we read, surely it was for my, this is Isaiah thirty-eight seventeen. It was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish. In your love, you kept me from the pit of destruction. You put all my sins behind your back. And, and in Micah, it's much stronger. You will have uh, compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl our iniquities in the depths of the sea. And the idea is how can God forget something that we can remember? And the fact is that God is infinite. He can, he can reconcile things that seem ob- opposite. And so, on a certain, in a certain sense, when we confess our sins and genuinely, and I, I, I was really touched by what our sister said about uh, what Maria said about um, um, wanting to remain in sorrow for her sins. Because so many of us just want to get them done with. You know, we go to confession, get them off our conscience, fine. That's sort of the way I do it. I think of confession as a car wash for the soul. It just feels so good when you're... But that idea of of of, of remembering the sorrow for sin, that struck me, uh, Maria, that struck me very powerfully when you said that, that, that my sin is always before me, Psalm 51. That's what David said about his that unfortunate event with Bathsheba. And, but at the same time, God, as if forgets our sins, when we confess our sins and genuinely repent that, that, that God, what sin? I don't remember any sin. Whereas we do. And I think that that's very interesting that, that, uh, that the sea of God's forgetfulness still allows us to remember that we might constantly learn from our sin and repent I always say yeah. the best thing about sin is it teaches us compassion for other sinners. Mm, so, yeah. you know, they're Yeah, we're hearing that, that story today. Maria, if I might ask you a question, you can tell me, no, you don't want to answer it. But well, first of all, thank you for really sharing a, a heartfelt, a beautiful story with us here on The Inner Life today. But in your marriage, have you and your husband been able to heal the hurts and, uh, and, and the wounds that, uh, that have been caused by by what happened earlier? I know that I have even confessed my sorrow and my pain and my my journey of my remembrance. 
Um, I have my mono share, so that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, with it coming back from him. Um, but that's that's part of the person that God gave me that I married, and I have to. God has to be in charge. I can't keep praying every day, every day, and saying, you know, please, dear Lord, let him open up more. Let him change more. Let him... No. It's about me. And when I go to confession, Father, I truly, sincerely come out of confession. And it seems like I even get an extra special blessing that I'm able to see my other sins from my past, other things. And I pray every day for the remembrance from the time that I was a child. And I write them all down. And when I go to confession, poor father, I feel so sorry for him <laughs> because he uh, he probably thinks I'm cuckoo. But I sit there and I tell him, Father, these are things that I never confessed, but I'm so sorry. And, you know, I pray for remembrance of my sins so that I may confess them with my heart and with my lips and in purifying my soul for, 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 for the Trinity. That's, that's, that's it. That's yeah. what it is. And well, uh, I'm just continuing in prayer, and I pray and ask you to keep my husband and I. His name is Braulio. So if you could keep both of us in your prayers, and just ask the Lord that I can be his servant for my husband while he goes through this yeah. part of his life. Yeah, spell his uh, first name for us, would you? Sure. B-R-A-U-L-I-O. Braulio. Braulio. Okay. All right. Well, Father Rich Simon and Chuck Neff, and I'm telling you, Maria, thousands of people across the country have just added you and your husband, Braulio, to their prayer list. So we're going to be praying for you and for a healing for your for your husband that he will be healed from this. I always like to add in whatever way he needs to be healed. So God bless you and thank you for calling in today. Father Rich, a couple of things if I might follow up. She just brings up a great story. I've heard stories where well people will go into the confessional, they will have written their sins down and then the priest yeah. will say, you know, you're absolved. Now, tear that list up. Throw it away. It's yeah. it's gone. Yes, yes, and I, I think that's a good thing to do. I think, you know, that that what Maria is doing, I think, is an appropriate remembering, uh, because she's, she's remembering is God's mercy to her. But there are some people who who just have the hardest time really believing that they're forgiven, and and I think that that's you know that's, I think that must grieve the heart of God, that that uh, uh, if I can't believe that He loves me and forgives me, well. You know, you, he wants to love me and forgive me, and and he's trying his level best to convince me that I'm forgiven. And I'm saying, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 I'm not. Yes, you are. Uh, so I think that's a, an important dimension of of, yeah. of 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 forgiveness. So yeah, and then uh, one more point on forgiveness. A little departure here, but I love talking about forgiveness on this program. And uh, my experience, and this is, uh, I don't know if this is the uh, theology of Chuck Neff or the lived experience, <laughs> but we hear about uh, forgive and forget. Well, I just can't forget that. Well, here's what happens, at least in my experience, that we remember the situation. And so we don't forget what happened. But when we forgive the wounds, the pain, 
that's what gets washed away. And yeah. I, the image for me is it's like soap suds going down a down a drain, and it's um, and so we we don't forget the situation, but when we when we forgive and when when others uh, uh, forgive us, the the pain and the wounds, that's what goes away. Yeah, yeah, I I, you know, when we when we refuse to to you know the word forgive it just means let go that's what it means it's exactly what it means and when we refuse to do that what happens is we're the ones who suffer you know the people who i'm so angry with and i will never forget they they're not thinking about it i'm the only one i'm torturing <laughs> it's counterproductive you know why 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 continue to torture yourself with something that someone did to you you let it go yeah. and um you know, you'd be amazed at how how well how how much better you feel. Yeah. So, I, Maria, God bless you. Uh, thanks again for joining us on the program, talking about temptation, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel from Mark, the first Sunday of Lent, Jesus in the desert. Let's uh, take another phone call. Joy, listening in California. Thank you for the call. Nice to have you on the program today. Hi there, Father Patrick. Well, uh, I know. I don't think I'm Father Patrick. I'm Father Rich, but that's all right. <laughs> Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Father Rich. I'm sitting here thinking about what I'm going to say, and I forgot. Oh, well, that's all right. I never think about what I'm going to say, so that's never a problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks for taking my call. I really love the program. It gives me a lot of clarity. Um, so, I've been a practicing Catholic for my whole life, and. Uh, have four kids, raised them forever, and retired from my job about three years ago and found myself in a position where I had some time on my hands, which was nice. Um, I'm not used to ever having done anything on my own, and uh, it took me a long time to get the courage to go up the mountain to the casino, and it's a beautiful, beautiful drive, and I love the drive, and it's an escape for me. But uh, I'm blessed in life. I can afford to do this. I haven't got to any point where I'm um, wasting money that I don't have. But I feel very unfulfilled by it. And I know on the one hand I could venture out in other areas to do more spiritual things in my life. But then COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't have access to be in the groups that we were in before. But I'm, I'm kind of confused about whether that's a sin or not. Um, it's not doing me any good, yet it gives me some kind of a release to get off and do something by myself. Um, but I'm not enjoying it. I'll pray the rosary in the car on the way. <laughs> and I think, this is something wrong here. Hmm. hmm. That's interesting. I, you know, I, I would say, you know, if you're not enjoying it, well, don't do it for a while and see how it feels not doing it for a while. You know, give it up for a bit and see how that changes you. Do you go there with your husband or, or by yourself? Or uh, he'll, he'll go with me occasionally. He doesn't like it as much as I do. He only goes for me once in a while. I only go about once every two weeks. But it's interesting you know, to me that I don't, I'm not enjoying it yet. I keep doing it. I think maybe it's because there's not much else to do. Well, I would, I would recommend that you kind of do something else for a bit. You know, give that a shot and see if maybe, well, maybe, you know, maybe that's not as important to you as you thought. And it may be, this may be the time that God's saying, why don't you dump that? Um, 
that's yeah. what I would suggest. Give it, give it a shot uh, of not doing it. You know, yeah. addictions are funny. You know, I, I remember, I, I love, as if you've ever listened to my show, you know, I really love the book Screwtape Letters. And I particularly love it as read by John Cleese of Monty Python. It's really, it's both funny and instructive. But he makes an interesting point. Uh, you know, in one of his, it's, it's a series of letters from a senior demon to a, a junior tempter. Um, and uh, how to get your man kind of thing. And he says, uh, dear Wormwood, uh, the enemy, meaning God, says, without me, nothing is powerful. Nothing has strength. And he said, oh, Wormwood, nothing is very powerful. Your goal is to get get the person, get your, your patient staring into a fire that's gone out hours ago or rereading a newspaper he's read twice before. Get him dedicating himself to nothing. And you've got him. And and I think that may be the situation in which you find yourself. That this was something that you enjoyed and now it's kind of becoming nothing but but you're still doing it. So so if there's nothing in it, if it isn't if it isn't bringing you joy, I mean, I, I've also heard it said, I, Cardinal George said it, but I don't know who said it before, that joy is the infallible sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I think that that is, is an indicator. It isn't bringing you joy. If there was a lot of laughter and you and your husband had great fun doing this, provided that there was nothing immoderate or, or you know, this was money that you, that you had for entertainment, um, but it doesn't sound like it's doing that. It's not bringing you joy. So I would, I would let it, I would let it go for a bit, and 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 see if there's not something else. Maybe hiking, or something uh, uh, that that would do the trick for you. Does that help a little? A little bit, yeah. As long as I was just curious too, whether you felt that was sinful. I I don't know that it's sinful. Uh, You know, the word sin means to miss the target. That's what the Greek word means, hamartia. It's literally a term that comes from sporting. And, um, you know, this doesn't seem to be hitting the target. So in the widest possible sense, not in the moral sense, it may be uh, sin. And it could become what moral sin, what what we understand to be. Uh, morally wrong. So I, I would kind of, right. you know, I would kind of really work to get free of it uh, because COVID's yeah. given you an opportunity to do so. Yeah. So I hope that helps a little. Right, right. Okay, well, thank you, Father Rich. All right, well, God bless. Yeah, thank you, Joy, for joining us. And I wonder, Father Rich, uh, instead of going up to the mountain to the casino, if maybe during Lent, this is a time to maybe turn the focus maybe back into uh, into the valley, so to speak, and maybe look at a way to, to get involved in a soup kitchen. And I don't know what's going on in California these days with COVID and everything, but basically to, to change your focus from the mountaintop and the casino to some other area, uh, some other part of the area where maybe uh, Joy could directly reach out and help someone. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, think of it, yeah, Joy, think of this as a Lent thing. You know, you're going to, you're going to change direction because it's Lent. And I think, you know, that, that might be a, that's a good, a real good idea. You know, mm-hmm. a Lenten, a Lenten thing, because it just doesn't sound like it's working for you. Yeah. Joy, God bless you. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Let's take a, another phone call. Steve, listening in Wisconsin, you're up next. Thank you for calling today. Welcome to The Inner Life. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, on the gospel reading, uh, where Jesus says, repent and believe in the gospel, uh, the gospel didn't really exist 
yet, right? Or is he talking about some other kind of of, of um, preaching or, or teaching? Well, very interesting. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, of those four documents, only Mark even claims to be a gospel. It begins the gospel of Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So this idea that, that there were these four printed things to help us learn about Jesus, the gospel was the proclamation of good news. That's what it means. A, a royal proclamation of good news, evangelion. And the good news is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the gospel was an oral phenomenon, and it was shared orally with with people uh, uh, from from uh, uh, one person to another. Now, we've come to think of the four Gospels as the Gospels, but the Word existed a long time before those four documents, and those four documents, as written by their human authors, weren't intended to be royal proclamations. Uh, the royal proclamation was, Christ is risen from the dead, and the kingdom of God has appeared. Um, uh, so it's it's a different way of thinking of that word. The way they thought of it was completely different than the way we think of it. I'm not saying that the four Gospels are not four Gospels. Uh, they were intended to be that, I think, by the Holy Spirit, but uh, um, not by their human authors. Does that make sense to you? Yes, absolutely. Yes. All right. There yeah. you go. There you go. Well, there. All right, all your yeah, questions all right Steve. Good question. Simply answered. Very there good. There you go. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Richard Simon, our spiritual director, talking today about temptation, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel, the first Sunday of Lent, and what has been your experience of temptation, and when has some temptation in your life really helped you grow in some virtue? We'd love to hear the story. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Father Richard Simon, our spiritual director. Father Rich, uh, a.k.a. the Reverend Know-It-All, priest in the Archdiocese of Chicago, pastor of St. Lambert's Catholic Church in Skokie. Also host of Father Simon Says, which you can hear every weekday, 1 p.m. Central, right here on Relevant Radio. This is our Friday broadcast, taking a look ahead to the Sunday Gospel, the Gospel of Mark, Jesus uh, being tempted in the desert. A little bit of time left in the program if you'd like to join us. What's your story of temptation? And when has some temptation, some temptation in your life uh, really helped you grow in virtue, helped you grow in your faith? Again, toll-free number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. By the way, just a reminder, if you're joining us late, uh, don't forget you can hear the, our podcast of the entire program. You can uh, just go to the website, relevantradio.com, the Inner Life page, download today's program and really any of our programs. This um, program is generally up and available for the podcast oh, within 30, 45 minutes uh, after after we say goodbye at the top of the hour. And if the program has given you any help, any hope on your journey of faith, tell somebody else about it. We would appreciate that. 
Father Richard Simon, our spiritual director. I just want to take a minute here before we get to some more phone calls. So next week, I've been saying it a little bit, not too much yet, but uh, next week on The Inner Life is going to be my last week as the show host uh, retiring, if we can use that word, uh, from The Inner Life and Relevant Radio. So I just wanted to take a minute to say, first of all, thank you to all of our listeners. I've been getting a few emails. You are so so kind. Thank you for your kind words. And then I also wanted to publicly say thank you to Father Richard Simon. Father Rich, for your friendship, for we don't see each other too often, but yeah. it's been just a blast to have you on on uh, this program and uh, certainly, certainly from the beginning of, of the inner life. And so I just wanted to say publicly thank you for all you do for Relevant Radio. Thank you for all you do for the church. Thank you for all you've done for the inner life. Well, I want to also extend the thanks to you. I, I, you know, people say, "How did you uh, get on Relevant Radio?" And I said, "I have no idea." Chuck Neff <laughs> called me one day and said, "You want to be on?" I said, "Whatever." So that was that was we took a lot of planning there, didn't it? Just oh, that was that was very very complicated. But yeah, I'm I'm so grateful because this is this is to be able to do this has meant so much to me, and it has been such a such a blessing. So thank you for your gift to me of 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 something that's kept my mind working in, in its old age. So <laughs> blessings on your tribe. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. So uh, Father Richard Simon, our spiritual director, talking about temptation. Let's head back to the phones. And Kathy, listening in Los Angeles, thank you for waiting and welcome to the program today. Uh, hi, Chuck. I just want to tell you something. I'm going to start a petition to say that you can't leave. <laughs> Good luck with that. There comes a point. That works really well, I think, a little petition. But uh, I'll get into <laughs> what I was going to say, because, uh, and I haven't quite uh, quite ironed this out on how I'm going to say it, but I decided I, I better get on fast. Well, Father Rich is there, because he knows oh, everything. And oh, yes, well, yeah, thing, of course. Uh, what I find about temptation is that and especially, actually, if I fall into the fall into the sin of what I'm tempted with, I find that I'm reflecting on it. You know, when you're doing your examination of conscience at night, and when I reflect on it, I I have learned I really I learned something from from these times. And uh, again, when I reflect on it then I can find the underlying cause, which is usually pride. And um, it just, it, it's been that kind of a growth thing for me. And it's, it's been beautiful. That's it. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, 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 you know, that I, I don't do it enough. The, the examination of conscience, it's built into night prayer, and I sort of, eh, Lord, it's been a long day. So, you know, that examination of conscience at night is a very, very uh, useful and, and uh, laudable spiritual practice. So that you do that is, is really great, and it really does help with the spiritual life. Yeah. Kathy, great, great point. We were going to talk about that. You set it up very nicely, and thanks for your kind words, too. I, I appreciate uh, the uh, petition. <laughs> That's uh, Thank you. I pre- appreciate that a lot. But, um, Father Rich, she brings up such a good, good point. And, you know, the gospel says, uh, Jesus, 40 days in the de- desert, tempted by Satan. And, I mean, it's, they're telling the story of Jesus, but it's all about us as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that 
it's it's really important to understand that we're involved in a spiritual warfare. This isn't just sort of having a good mental attitude. This is this really is there really is I that's been my experience over the years. There really is such a person as the devil and his fallen angels and that's another thing C. S. Lewis says that uh that um he he plays on that verse from I believe it's uh, is it First uh, Peter the devil or is it Saint James this is where I should know my Bible better uh, the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour and he talks about that the devil looking at us as as kind of food the stronger will devouring the weaker and I I think that's really that's really something and yeah. you know that uh, we're involved in something pretty big and we should be aware of it. Yeah. And then talk a little bit, too, if you would, Father Rich. I mean, we talk about temptation. And I was reading uh, some commentary this morning and just made the point that God permits, God allows us to be tempted to help us grow in our faith, uh, to grow in, in virtue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, as I said, uh, unconfessed. In, in other words, if I don't know I'm a sinner, if I don't admit to myself I'm a sinner, uh I, I, in a sense, tie God's hands. God allows us to limit him, that that uh, um, he's not going to force us to be happy. And uh, the first step is to is to confess sin, to admit I have sin. And, and so the Lord allows us to be tempted so that that can happen. If I'm never put in a situation, I can be have lots of wonderful illusions about my sanctity. But then when I get into the situation, I think, ooh, <laughs> I'm capable of some really unfortunate things. And uh, uh, that I think that's important to, to, to allow God to show me who I am. And he does that through temptation. And we, that's why we pray in the Our Father, lead us not in temptation. And what we're saying is, may you not have to uh, uh, bring out the big guns to show us who we are. That's how I interpret that. Because why would God lead us into temptation? Oh, he allows us to be tempted because it's good for us. Uh, it, it exercises those muscles of the soul. So, uh, yeah. Talk to uh, Father Rich, if you would, about <laughs> the last line in this uh, Sunday's Gospel, Kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the Gospel. And talk, I guess I'm taking a little um, with uh, the word believe, repent, but then believe and does that require some action on our part? It's not a matter of just saying, okay, I believe, and just go on yeah. with our life. Uh, yeah. There's something more to that. Oh, yeah, we reduce the word believe. I'm, I, I, I'm sure you heard me say this before. I, I, all the time I'm saying the word believe in, in Greek, which is what the New Testament's written in, is, is it means to trust it's one of the few words that you can say it means exactly in English what it means in Greek. Even the noun even would go to a trust fund. I mean, it's exactly the same. And once they asked Jesus, what is the work of God? And, and he said, the work of God is to believe in the one whom God has sent. And, oh, that's easy. I can believe. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no. If you translate it, trust, the work of God is to trust the one who God has sent. That's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, I I trust God completely for about 20 seconds at a crack. You know, <laughs> I put things in God's hands and then probably take them back. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, trust the good news. 
and and uh, oh, oh okay maybe i'll try you know that that it's 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 to come to the point of really trusting that good news that that god loves me and and wants me to go to heaven and wants me to to live a wonderful life it's hard to do that i'm i'm struggling with it in my old age so uh you're right it's, there's absolutely more to it than just oh yeah i guess so i'll sign on oh no it's much more than that well, and then I'm just going to have you kind of um, emphasize that point a bit. I mean, because I think for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, we look at temptations and we want to run from it. I don't want to do that. And I just wonder if maybe this is the opportunity, to use that word, the opportunity for us to recognize the temptation and then really to take some time and grow in humility perseverance, whatever it's going to require. But this is temptations are really an opportunity for us in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a good sense, a temptation is an opportunity, an opportunity to grow in faith. Uh, other people might think we mean something else. A temptation is an opportunity to do something stupid. That's not what Chuck is saying. Believe me, trust me on this. But no, <laughs> the, the, it's an opportunity to, uh, to, to let God be God. You know that, uh, you know that. Uh, whenever I sin, I'm having an argument with God. I know, Lord, you said thou shalt not steal, but if let me explain, robbing this bank is going to make my life so much better. No, it's not, my child. Oh yeah, let me explain. If you saw it from my perspective, Lord, you know that uh, I, when I sin, I'm arguing with God, and uh, um, when I when I trust God, I do what he tells me because, well, uh, you've heard me say this too. God has this problem. He thinks he's God and he's going to spend most of my life trying to convince me that that's so. So, you know, to let God be God in your life is, is, is quite a tall order. At least it is in mine. Yeah. And that's, I think, what temptation does. Yeah, and then so Father Rich, in the few minutes we have left uh, with you here on the Inner Life today, talk, you alluded to it earlier in the program just about confession. The reality is a lot of us aren't going to confession anymore because we don't think we need it. But uh, this gospel passage, uh, repent and believe in the gospel, repent. Can you just uh, give us an overview? What can confession do for us in terms of repenting, but really helping us deal with the temptations in our life? Well, you know, I, I always like to point out that the word sin in in both Hebrew and in Greek means to miss the mark. It's a term that was used in sporting. Oh, you, you, you know, you shoot the arrow with the target, you miss the target. Say, oh, I sinned. That uh, was that common a word. It means to miss the target. All have sinned. All have missed the target and fallen short of the glory of God. So in its root, it really means failure. And when I come into confession every week, every other week, every month, how often I go, they bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I lied to my wife about nothing important. I gossiped a little, you know, and I'm getting older. I don't have the opportunity to confess sins. But I confess these sins every month, every week. What good does it do? Amen. Well, you confess them until you hear them. If you realize, bless me, Father, for I have failed, that changes it a lot. Um... I failed to be the priest I should be. I failed to be the the spouse I should be. I failed to be the the son, the daughter, the friend, the the worker, the co-worker. I I failed at that. And you think that what really sin is is failure to hit the target God has given you. It, it, to me it makes it much more powerful and the I go to confession repeatedly 
until I actually hear it. Until I really realize, yeah, that really is a rotten thing that I do. My my gossiping at the water cooler. I've hurt so many people. It's rotten. That's terrible of me to do that. Or, or you know, I, I stiff the customer a little bit. I cheat him just a little bit. That's rotten. If they did that to me, I'd be furious. So I think that confession is very integral to the process of repentance, of really realizing that I'm a terrible sinner, that I really am. Uh, I'm not all that. So go to confession, you know, and confessions have made a rebound. A lot more people going to confession than there were 20 years ago, I think. Um, You offer confessions and you'll get takers. So... Mm -hmm. Well, and I've told the story probably far too often on the program, being a convert, not getting, understanding this thing called confession. Uh, I just decided I'm going to find out and, you know, just I'm going to go and see what happens. Well, gosh, I just I love this sacrament. And it's it's just amazing. And, you know, to your point about missing the target and I use the word um, and the term falling short. Gosh, I could have done that better. I could have used kinder words. I could have not been so harsh. I could have, and so in those little details of life where we do fall short, where we miss the target, confession is just a great opportunity for us to get right with God. And um, I love it. Oh yeah, it's it's it is it is. Uh, if you don't go to confession regularly, try it. It's a gem. It's yeah. just a gem. Father Richard Simon, our spiritual director. The music means we need to wrap things up. And Father Rich, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of our good listeners. Lord, we ask for the gift of repentance. May we see ourselves as you see us, both the good and the bad. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and let us know how much you love us, sinners that we are. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And bless Chuck and reward him for his service to so many people for so many years. Bless his wife, who, who's put <laughs> up with it. Amen. Forever. <laughs> Father, Father Richard Simon, Father Rich, God bless you. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Thanks to all of you. We appreciate it. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass here in less than 60 seconds. See you on Monday.